Hi, it's Vana. Welcome to Midlife Confidence. I found that bringing our glow back in our middle years comes from learning to manage our own mind. It's time to love your life and love yourself. Join me on a journey as we discover our midlife confidence. Today, we're going to learn how to say no to two kinds of very persuasive people. One of them is other people, especially people who you care about what they think of you, and the other person is you. Personally, I'm finding it even harder to say no to myself than to other people these days. So let's talk about when you feel like you can't find time to make progress on things that are deeply important to you and how to say no to people and projects that are overtaking your time. Since we're talking about living our purpose, and we started this series on purpose in episode 34, we're going to see how the skill of saying no is an important key to actually being able to fulfill your purpose. So like I said, there are these two people you have to say no to, to yourself and to other people. And saying no to yourself is basically being brutally honest about what you're doing with your time and if it's in your best interest to keep doing it, whether it's serving your purpose or getting in the way. Sometimes we're spending time and energy doing things just because they're our habit or they've been part of our life for a long time or someone else expects us to do it. A lot of shoulds have made their way into our lives and settled in but maybe they're unwelcome guests now. But there they are every day. They keep showing up on your calendar and your to-do list, and you don't know how to tell them to move on. So it might be good to start with an empty house by asking all those guests to leave. Just say, I love you, but everybody out. And then only invite back the ones you really want to live with. Basically, I'm saying we need to rethink everything that we spend time on and decide if we really want to keep doing it or if we really have time to do it, even if we want to. I'm finding this the most excruciating thing. I'm running up against the actual limits of time and my capabilities and discovering I really can't do everything I want to do. And the fact that in midlife, things change, I'm changing, I need more time to do things than I used to, and I prefer to focus on one thing at a time now and not try to do so much multitasking like I used to do. But remembering back to last week's episode about time, I trust that God gave me all the time I need to do what I came here to do. So I have to be willing to see that some of the things I want to do aren't actually important and necessary to fulfilling my highest purpose. Living our purpose is not about getting a lot of things done. It's getting the right things done. It's not just cutting out time wasters that are obvious either, like less social media and Netflix. It might also mean limiting or stopping some good activities or opportunities because they keep you from the best. So now you know one of the most frustrating truths about life that I deal with, and maybe this is hard for you to accept too. You can do anything, but you can't do everything. And I just feel like, no, I want to do everything. It's so disappointing that I can't follow through on all the ideas and desires that I have. So I have to take a deep breath and just think, eternity, girl, remember there's eternity. 
I believe it's intentional that God constrained our time here so that we would be forced to make decisions and choose what we think are the most essential and valuable things to do. There's a lot of clarity and growing and insight that comes through that process. So since we can't do everything, we do want to eventually figure out what the few things are that are of the most worth. Those things that are the most meaningful and can help us accomplish our purpose. Saying yes to anything by definition means saying no to other things. If you often feel like, what did I do with my day, my year, my life? Then maybe you're ready to pause and think about, well, what have you been saying yes to with your time? You've been doing something in all that time. And here's the thing. Many of the things you've been doing probably are very worthwhile and important things. And the problem could be that you just haven't given yourself credit. Sometimes we need to stop and celebrate. It can help us to feel more proud and satisfied about what we do do. So here's one little practice for you this week. Just list 10 things you've done in the last month that were productive or creative or helpful or restorative and actually have a little solo celebration to honor those things and just feel proud of yourself for what you've done. Lately, I reread a couple of questions in a book called Essentialism by Greg McCown. I read that book several times and I had taken note of these questions but forgotten about them. And this question in particular really caught me up short. Like it took me by the shoulders and shook me up kind of like that kind of wake-up call. And I've been thinking about it for the last couple of weeks. And the question is, what are the few things that work fantastically well for me? And I just thought, is anything working fantastically well? I couldn't say that anything is working fantastically well. And I decided I really want to be able to say that. So I started really evaluating what in my life is working and what isn't, and what to let go of. But as I dug into it, yes, there are some things that are working pretty well in my life. So one thing is the time that I've learned to spend to have a practice every day of a devotional and connecting with God every morning. That has been so rewarding. It's given me spiritual peace that infuses my whole life beyond that hour or so in the morning, like I get to take that peace with me throughout my life. So that has been working pretty well. I can see how I could do it better though. Another thing that has worked pretty well is the habit of taking care of my body through a certain level of exercise and eating well. This has served me pretty well. Again, just spending a short couple of hours a day by moving and preparing healthier food helps me live in a body 24-7. That's pretty healthy. It's not perfect by any means. I certainly deal with the effects of time on my mortal body like we all do as we get older. But maybe I'm as healthy as I can be at this stage. So that has worked pretty well. And I also feel like the work that my husband Mike and I do to create a strong marriage has definitely been worth the effort. Again, all of these things could be better. I don't know that they're fantastic, but how awesome would it be able to say, yeah, this is working fantastically well for me. 
well, there's still more to learn and level up even in those areas that I have a pretty good handle on. But what is not working well? Well, I could do much better at taking time off for longer breaks and vacation. I do pretty good at finding little spots of peace and self-care throughout my day and my week. But like taking three days off or an entire week or in my dreams, an entire month away in Belize or New Zealand. Well, that would be amazing. In fact, now I really struggle even to not work on my business or my nonprofit on the weekends. So I'm asking, what do I need to say no to so I can say yes to a whole weekend free of work or yes to a real life vacation? Well, you might remember a few times I've said that after we finish this podcast series on purpose, I'm going to take a month off from the podcast. So there's at least one good move I've made to talk the talk and walk the walk of saying no. There are other things that I would love to have working fantastically well. Like I want to have a closer relationship with my grandkids who live three hours away. And I also need to learn to hire help more often and not feel like I'm supposed to do everything by myself. And I really haven't figured out how to meet my money goals yet. So what is working fantastically well for you? What do you want to work fantastically well? Those are great questions as you consider what you want your purpose to be and what you need to say no to so that you can say yes to the most meaningful things. I'm a planner at heart and I find it's lots of fun to think of the things that I want to do to accomplish a goal and set out a plan, but I've had to push back on myself and also ask, what am I willing not to do to make something happen in my life? This is really hard for me and I'm honestly doing this podcast as a project to help me figure some things out because I'm seriously at a point where it isn't humanly possible for me to do everything I want to do. So let's get really practical about how to say no to yourself. And we're going to think of this as like clean slate life planning. It might be good to start with a clean slate and only invite back the things you really want because they'll help create the life you want. In this analogy I'm going to share with you, we'll think of it as a clean palette. I just recorded a podcast with an artist friend. You'll get to hear it in a week or two. And then yesterday I spent the day with my artist aunt and I'm storing about 40 of her awesome paintings at my house for her right now. So I've got art on my mind. So let's imagine that you're an artist, a painter, and you've been using the same 12 colors in all your paintings for many years. But now you want to think about your art and make sure that you're really doing your best work now. So you're rethinking it a little bit. You're more clear now on what your message is and what you want to express with your art and what your values are regarding your art. So one way to do this would be to take all 12 of your usual go-to colors off your palette and set them off to the side in a box and create a totally clean space on your palette to make some decisions. Then one by one, you could pick up each color and decide if you want to put it back or if it's time to let it go. Which ones are time tested and light your soul whenever you use them? Are they just right for your artistic vision now? 
Maybe through this you decide to keep eight colors and retire four of them. So now you've cleared some space and you can have some fun seeing what other new colors are out there and test them out and then eventually choose four new colors to add to your palette that suit your life vision better now. This process is called the start, stop, continue approach. They use it often in business. So you look at what already exists and then you decide what to keep, what you need to stop and what you want to bring in. And you could use this to explore your life and your purpose. So here's how to do it. Get out a paper and at the top you can write your purpose if you know your purpose or goal that you want to work on. And then under that you could also add values that are important to you. We talked about finding your purpose and values in episode 35 which was called Your One Thing That Makes Everything Else Okay. And if you aren't dialed in on a specific purpose yet, then your purpose could be to explore what you want your purpose to be. Now on this piece of paper, you're going to make a table with four columns. And the first column is the biggest one. It's for listing all of the things that you do in life now, all the things that you spend any time in. And you can be as general or specific as you want. So maybe you could just say home management, or you could divide it up into like cleaning, cooking, shopping, home repair, all the things that go into managing a home. And you'll list all the work you do, any volunteer projects you do, any involvement in church, family responsibilities, hobbies, recreation, like just anything you spend your time on. It could be a really long list. You could need more than one piece of paper for this. Well, the other three columns are labeled start, stop, continue. And you're just going to put check marks in those as you go through each thing that you're doing with your time. So imagine that all those things in your list are now completely off the table. They're out of your life. They're in a box destined for recycling now. Take a moment to imagine your life completely free of everything you do. As you look at each item, decide if you're going to put it back in your life. Does it serve your highest purpose? Does it express your values? Will it help you create the vision you have for your life now? There's another great question from that book, Essentialism, and it's, how much would I pay to have this in my life now? Like, Is it so valuable to you that you would pay to have that opportunity, that project, that experience in your life now? What is its value to you? Do you want it back in your life? Is that the color you need to paint the picture that your soul is longing to express? Or is it time to say to that thing, thank you, I appreciate everything I learned from you, but you're going out in the recycling box. I don't need you anymore. I'm making space for some new colors. So your first steps are going to be deciding what to stop and what to continue. And in the future, then you can start adding in some new things to try out and see if they earn a place in your palette. Now, I want you to trust that you really can discover and get clear on all these things because you've got a lot of life experience. You've spent a lot of time with yourself. You have a lot of wisdom in there, trust me. 
So just relax and have fun with this process. You're worth it. And you might even begin to realize that this process is really important for you to do now. It's the next step for you. If you'd like some guidance and support along the way, I'd love to be your coach and help you through it. I know that for me, getting coached has been transformational. I worked with about five coaches in the past few years, and everyone has led me to some breakthrough insights and results that either I couldn't have done on my own or it would have taken me much longer. So I love being able to pass that on and help people make big progress. That's been so rewarding for me. So there's some work to do on saying no to yourself. <laughs> Let's go on to saying no to other people. Maybe this is the harder part for you. Other people are going to try and draw you away to achieve their own goals. They aren't trying to disrupt your life. They don't even know your priorities. And yet we find it hard to say no because we think they won't like us anymore or they'll be upset or disappointed. And we're afraid of damaging the relationship or someone's opinion of us. Or often it's just because we don't know how to say no. We don't know the words. We just haven't thought through it ahead of time. And we can be caught off guard and just say yes to fill in the silence. So here's a little life coaching. Remember, why we say yes is because we want to avoid feeling something. We want to avoid feeling like we cause them some frustration or disappointment or we don't want to feel like we're unreliable, or we want to feel something. We want to believe that they like us. We're trying to manage people's opinions of us, which is actually impossible anyway. So let's think about some more useful feelings for you that will help you say no. It's interesting that we don't want other people to feel frustrated or disappointed. So we frustrate and disappoint ourselves. So in that moment, remember, you don't want to feel frustrated with yourself for saying yes. You don't want to disappoint yourself by saying yes to something you don't have time for. And you don't want to feel unreliable to yourself for saying yes. You want to honor commitments to yourself. And so remember, in that moment, if you say yes, you're going to be disappointed with yourself, you're going to be frustrated with yourself. You're going to be unreliable to yourself. So focus on what you do want to feel. Like remember, if you are able to say no and stand up for yourself, you're going to like you. You'll be proud of you. You'll start to build trust with yourself. You'll be able to focus on your goals. So remember all the things that you will get if you say no. Because the more that we can remember what we're giving up when we say yes to someone, the easier it is to say no. Every yes costs us something. So when you're clear on what you want to be doing in your life and you're clear on your goals, it becomes much easier to speak up and vote for yourself and your dreams. This is one of the big things I help clients with is to get some clarity on what they really want. How to say no to someone else. So back to that book, Essentialism, Greg McCown says, if the answer isn't a definite yes, then it should be a no. We can say no and regret it for a few minutes, or we can say yes and regret it for days, weeks, months, or even years. And he reminds us that 
most people respect and admire those with the courage and conviction to say no. So think about it. When someone says no to you, when you've made a request, it might feel a little intimidating, but it actually also creates some respect that they have the courage and self-possession to speak up for themselves. Don't you want to be that person? Sometimes we confuse the request with our relationship with someone, but denying their request is not the same as denying the person. We can learn to separate that decision from the relationship. In fact, think of it as modeling a behavior that we're all trying to get better at. So when you do it, you're also giving others permission to do it for themselves too. So you're actually helping them out, right? It's a leadership skill, and when you do it, you can help change the culture of people-pleasing at the expense of our true purpose. So like I mentioned, one way is to be prepared already with responses of how you can say no in a polite way. So think of this as your no repertoire. Here's some specific things you can say. I would very much like to, but I'm overcommitted. I'm going to pass on this. Thank you for asking, but I can't help you with this. That's a great opportunity, but I wouldn't be able to honor the commitments I already have. I'm wrapped up in a project right now, but when it's done, I'd love to consider it. Unfortunately, I'm not able to do everything I'd like to because of some other commitments I've made. Let me check my calendar and I'll get back to you. That gives you time to think and come up with a reply. Now, there are some situations when there's someone who is your senior and has some authority over you, maybe at work or at church, and that makes it harder for you to say no. So a way to respond to that is to say, sure, I could do that. What should I deprioritize or what should I let go of and require the leader to tackle the trade-off? Instead of just accepting every assignment, help them understand that you have limited time and that you can do this as long as they can tell you what they don't need you to do so you can free up some time. I love this idea that we need to learn the slow yes and the quick no. And it can be very simple. Just no. No is a complete sentence. Imagine yourself saying these with confidence. It can change the way you feel next time. And so when that opportunity comes for you to say no, think of it as an opportunity like, oh, yay, I finally get to put my new saying no skills to work. Because the more that you get to practice it, the better that you'll get. We've talked about some great self-awareness ideas here. Some things you can do now to help you move forward are, remember, make that list of 10 things that you've done lately, and then give yourself credit and celebrate the value that you've created with your time. Then start your start, stop, continue list, and remember to practice your repertoire of no responses so that you're ready when an unexpected request comes. Being able to say no to yourself and to others can help you focus on what matters most. When we're constantly saying yes, it's easy for us to get bogged down with things that don't serve our purpose. Saying no can help us set boundaries so we don't feel like everything is required of us and instead we're allowing ourselves the space to decide how best to spend our time. 
I hope this brings you some clarity and a plan that will prove truly transformational for you. Be peaceful, be powerful, and love your radiant heart. If you feel like there's something more for you, you're right. As a life coach, I teach people in midlife to see what's been getting in their way and how to clear it up and get on with what they want next. This is the perfect time to update your mind. You'll know how to feel better now so you can get those important things going. I'm always happy to chat about your life and what you want. All you need to do is get in touch with me. You can email me at vana at midlifeconfidencecoach.com, contact me on my website, midlifeconfidencecoach.com, or message me on social media. I'm at Vana Davis on Instagram. You can learn more about working with me on my website or Instagram. All that's in the show notes. Take care until next time.